The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. Enjoy the show. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. Good afternoon, friends. David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever we are, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer watching me on Facebook Live at Anderson Speaks. Thank you so much for tuning in. And of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country, WAVA 105.1 FM right here in the nation's capital, covering all of Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C., Maryland, parts of Pennsylvania and West Virginia as well. And, of course, if you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. And, of course, if you're not new, say it with me. Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, that's today, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and then Open Phone-In Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game. But today... It's Tough Topic Tuesday, and uh, we're talking on today about building bridges outside of our political bubbles. Building bridges outside of our political bubbles. Do you know uh, there are many people who are liberal? There are many people who are conservative. There are a lot of people who are in between and a lot of people who don't want to be labeled at all. But you have thoughts, you have feelings, you have emotions, you have candidates, you have positions, Uh, Some of you have a party. Others of you are not loyal to a party. The reality is we have political views. We have emotional views. And I want us to learn how we can build bridges outside of our political bubbles and try to understand the differences between liberals and conservatives. Uh, And what would you call yourself? What would you say? Just because you're, let's say, a Christian, that doesn't mean you have to be conservative or you have to be liberal. Uh, But it could mean that depending on what sort of side of the aisle you are, what culture you were brought up in. And guess what? Uh, Making assumptions of who's liberal and who's conservative may surprise you. And that's why our special guest, who I'm going to introduce to you uh, after I say a prayer, is going to teach us along the way. Uh, Her name is Arlie Russell Hochschild, and she wrote an award-winning book that I'm going to tell you about uh, called Strangers in Their Own Land. Now, before we do that, let me give you another piece of information. If you want to call in, I'll open the phone lines uh, for a little bit at 888-432-7434. Just remember the word bridge, 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's bow for a short word of prayer, and then we're going to get started with our guest, uh, Arlie Russell Hochschild. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you. Uh, for the wonderful day you've given us and the air to breathe. And we just now pray for our conversation that you would uh, give us great insight and wisdom along the way. We commit today's show over to you in the name of Jesus, we pray. Together, everyone said, amen and amen. 
Well, another way to get a hold of me is to go to my website, andersonspeaks.com. Andersonspeaks.com. Or if you want my new book, How to Think Like a Gracist, well, just go to my website, embracegracism.com. That's right, gracism. That's extending positive favor to people, regardless of, sometimes even because of, their color, class, or culture. If you go to embracegracism.com, you can order the book right there. You can even order a bundle for $20 donation. You can get not only the book, but a Gracism mug, a Gracism tote bag, a Gracism lapel pin, all that good stuff for a, a donation of $20 or more. My number once again, 888-432-7434. Now the book I'm holding up, if you're on Facebook Live, you can see it now. It's a Strangers in Their Own Land. This is written by author Arlie Russell Hochschild, and she is talking about a journey to the heart of our political divide. The subtitle, Anger and Mourning in the American Right. She's the author of nine books, including The Second Shift, The Time Bind, The Managed Heart, and The Outsourced Self. She's one of the most influential sociologists of her generation. Three of her books have been named as New York Times Notable Books of the Year, and her work appears in 16 languages. But this latest book is what we want to talk about uh, today. Uh, she's also, of course, the winner of the Ulysses Medal, as well as the Guggenheim and Mellon Grants. She lives in Berkeley, California, and she's with me on the line today. Uh, Ms. Hochschild, welcome to the show. How are you? Well, thank you, Dr. Anderson. It's really a pleasure to be here. Well, it's so great to have you. Thank you for writing this book. Uh, for my listeners who are not familiar with you, why did you decide to write this book? You know, um, five years ago, uh, it occurred to me that I lived in a political bubble, mm. and uh, a media bubble, and an electronic bubble, you know, and that... Um, I agreed with my neighbors and friends here in Berkeley, California, a very blue state, but that I really was out of touch with what was going on on the other side. Congress was at a standstill. Uh, rhetoric already, you know, five years ago, was heating up, and I decided, you know, I want to get into a bubble that's as far right as Berkeley, California is by reputation left. Mm. And take my political and moral alarm system off hmm. and permit myself a lot of curiosity about lives and experiences and beliefs of people that I knew would be very, very profoundly different from me. Wow. And to climb up an empathy wall, see if I could climb into their shoes. Hmm. So, so you did it. You went to... You went to Louisiana? <laughs> That's right. Out of all places. I knew, you know, uh, okay, you know, where has the growth of the right been the strongest? That's in the South. Mm. And then, so where in the South? And so Louisiana and Mississippi are sort of the, the super South. Mm. Um, I looked at the proportion of whites voting for Barack Obama in 2012 and found that um, it was a third for the for the whole state for the whole region of the South, but it was just fourteen percent in Louisiana. Mm. So I thought, perfect. This is I'm going to talk to whites, older, 
evangelical and see if I can climb into their shoes. How about that? And so you befriended uh, pipe fitters, plant operators, uh, auto mechanics, truck driver, uh, telephone repairman, accountant, salesman, business contractors, postal workers, <laughs> school custodian, a gospel singer. Uh, my goodness, you, you, you did so much at Pentecostal churches and Trump rallies. So uh, when we get back... When we get back from our commercial break, I want to know what your visit to Louisiana, I think you spent five years in this bubble, and this book comes out of what you learned there to try to help us get out of our political bubble so we can learn from you. So, friends, in just three minutes, I'm coming back to talk with uh, Arlie Russell Hochschild about getting outside of our political bubbles. If you want to call me, you have, we have a few minutes with her, so get in where you fit in. 888-432-7434. Hi, my name is attorney James McCollum, and my firm practices in the area of employment law. I've practiced employment law since 1988. I've represented many persons in federal and state courts and administrative agencies. Employment law is complex, and whatever your issue, we know that it is important to you. We'd be honored and privileged to serve you. Let McCollum and Associates work for you. Call us at 301-864-6070. That's 301-864-6070. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Digluhailu, a current Doctor of Philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to ogs.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his brand new public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. That's another great way for you to connect and follow the good doc. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out our previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. To join our text community and receive a free weekly textspiration from Dr. Anderson, just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. 
And we're back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Strangers in Their Own Land. That's the title of Arlie Russell Hochschild's book that you, you want to get a copy of. She spent five years. She left her liberal uh, area of Berkeley, California, went to Louisiana to sit among the people there to try to learn and to feel what they're learning and feeling. So back to you, Ms. Hochschild, in your book, uh, Strangers in Their Own Land, uh, you went to Louisiana because it was very conservative. It was white. You wanted to know what other people were feeling and thinking. Were you nervous when you went there? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I was a little. Um, I expected that uh, there were good people there. I mm-hmm. think I went in uh, hoping that. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what I found is that people uh, actually uh, were very open. Um, I uh, one I was uh, started going to meetings of the Republican Women of Southwest Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I was invited by mm-hmm. this was a, a Tea Party person who later voted for Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and she invited me there and. Uh, she said, well, here's, you know, Arlie Hochschild, no one ever pronounces the last name, Arlie Hochschild, no, <laughs> and she's from Berkeley, California, you know, and, uh, but she's here to write a book about us, understand, you know, how we think. Mm. People came up afterwards and said, we're the flyover state, and mm. everybody thinks we're stupid and backward, oh. and, um, you know, uh, and and racist and sexist and homophobic, mm. and uh, they just think we're rednecks and put us down. Mm. So you set them straight. Yeah, you can come talk to me. So they so they was, they felt like those stereotypes were put out there about them. Would right. you say that that was the exact opposite of what you picked up? Um, I would say it's complicated. Mm, okay. Um, I would say I met some um, really fine human beings, open, generous, mm. uh, capable of ambivalence, mm. thoughtful, bright, um, who lived in a different truth, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh, for whom the conversations about race uh, and gender had had. And, and questioning you that it, it kind of stopped uh, decades ago. Uh-huh. You know, they uh, reminded me of conversations that you know took place in the sixties and seventies. Mm. So, um, but uh, you know, uh, a fire eating? No, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and eager to heal the divide? Yes. How about that? And what? I always said where I was and who I was. And, you know, you just Google me on the books. You mm. can see what I think. I'm an open book. And I'm here. I think it helped to have a little gray hair, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. Older, you know, retired sociologist comes. Um, and why else would I be there? You know? Right. So they were very, they gave me honored me with their trust. I love that. What makes uh, Louisiana, for instance, the Bayou country there, what makes them the heart of the American right? Is that just because of the demographic? Yeah, the, that's right. The, well, um, they, you know, this used to be, the whole swath of the South used to be Democratic, as you know. 
and then after um, uh, really uh, Lyndon Johnson, I think it uh, uh, and efforts uh, with the the great uh, society uh, for the government to be an activist party and trying to undo um, uh, racial inequalities and class mm-hmm. inequalities. I think uh, that um, was uh, troublesome to whites there, mm. and that uh, Nixon played the Southern strategy of well, you know, give them social issues and um, bring bring them into the Republican fold. That, mm. I think that's, that's uh, really what happened, but it was. Um, It was, you know, there's a, a different kind of whole set of cultural assumptions. And I went to it with, with this red state paradox. How could it be that of the Republican states, the red states in the United States, are the poorest states, the states with the um, mm. worst education, the worst medical care, the, the worst pollution, the lowest life expectancy are also the states that take more money from the federal government in aid than they give to it in tax dollars and generally revile the federal government. You know, that, if you have a now, problem, wouldn't you want to? That's an America, That's an amazing paradox. So the poorest, uh, least healthy uh, right. takes the most federal aid uh, right. and has the worst pollution, and yet right. they vote red – Right. Uh, which is that against their uh, own best interest, or they don't see it that way, or are we are we seeing it differently? <laughs> That's exactly the question I had in mind. Louisiana, incidentally, is an exaggerated version of the red state paradox. It's the second poorest state, second to Mississippi, uh, right? That's right. Uh-huh. Um, but Mississippi's red as well. That's right. Uh huh. So it's the second poorest. It has the lowest education um, rating in the country, second lowest uh-huh. medical, and um, a life expectancy five years shorter than the state of Connecticut, for example. 44% of their state budget comes from the federal government. Huh. So and do they not want they federal government? They're overwhelmingly right wing. But they don't want federal government involved in their lives? Is that correct or incorrect? Well, they get um, a hurricane relief, and they're glad for that. But And they get a lot of Medicaid, and especially after 2008, um, more food stamps. And the people I came to know, the right wing there, don't want that. Huh. They, they want that cut. And here's the thing. Okay. I would ask them, about, um, well, let me give you an example. There's a guy who was born on a sugar plantation, white, Cajun, Catholic. He was the fifth of seven kids of a plumber. And he's born on the sugar plantation. He worked in oil all of his adult life. So grew up in the old South and has adulthood in the the new South, oil being kind of the the new plantation. Mm -hmm. And um, he was a big Tea Party guy and uh, and voted for Trump. And uh, some ambivalence about it, but he, 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 
so here's a guy, and I asked him, well, what about this red state paradox? You know, how could it be that Louisiana takes so much money and doesn't, you know, um, and it, it really seems to need it, right? And and yet does is, is biting the hand that's feeding it. I, I don't, explain it to me. I'm I'm baffled. And he said, yeah, you know, we know about that red state paradox. We're embarrassed about it. You know, don't. Something else is more important. What was that and, something else? Was it the moral uh, fabric of the country or the the debt? What was that? What was that? Well, it was, a, I, I can put it together as a metaphor. Okay. It's, this is how he really felt. And his feeling about it was the main, was the main thing that was more important than the Red State Paradox. And it has to do with feeling bypassed, having the government sponsor other groups ahead of his group when his group was doing badly. So I call it the deep story. Okay. Tell us about the deep story. Yeah. There's, everybody's got a deep story, whether you're left, right, in the middle, you've got a deep story. And what is a deep story? It's a story that feels true to you. You take facts out of the deep story. You take moral beliefs out of the deep story. It's just what's left that feels true. And for the people I came to know of those five years in Louisiana, um, it goes like this. You're waiting in line, a long line. It's like in a pilgrimage up the hill. It's the top of which is the American dream. And your feet are tired, and the line hasn't moved for a long time. This guy I was describing, he hasn't had a raise in two decades. And it's a strong sense of deserving this American dream at the top of that hill. This guy, uh, Mike, he, he hasn't had a long vacation, you know, since college. Uh, he said... The last place of work, he got one week off the entire year, sick time mm. and vacation together for the first five years at that job. So they're living a really a really hard life that's not really right. progressing. Uh, and so do you feel like at that point they're, uh, they're saying, well, look, if this is what the government can do for us and it's not done any better, then therefore what? Well, here's the second moment in the, in the right wing deep story. Uh, some people cut in line ahead of him. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, well, who's that? Those would be blacks who, uh-huh. through federally mandated affirmation, mm. um, have then even more numerous would be women. Blacks uh-huh. who now have been given access to jobs uh, formally reserved for whites. Mm. And now women being given jobs formally reserved for men. And then... Uh-huh undocumented migrants, refugees. All these seem to them as line cutters. Another Uh. moment of the deep story, um, there's President Obama waving to the line cutters. Oh, he's doing for them. He's their Uh. president, but we're being cut out. And in fact, life isn't so great for us. Mm. And then in a final moment of this right-wing deep story, someone ahead of line, some person in from a big city on the coast, some liberal, some probably highly educated, turns around 
and says, oh, you are, you know, ill-educated and um, a redneck. Yeah, so now they're dumped on by the by the educated. They're cut in by the minorities and the immigrants. They've not been progressing, and so that's a that's perfect right. storm through their deep story uh, to right. hopefully vote for uh, the cutting of this government so that there's a new wave of leadership that will work for them. When I come back from my break in just a couple of minutes, thank you. That is uh, Arlie Russell Hoke's shield. We're coming back to her, uh, but I want to talk to her about what this group of people then, what do they need and how can we uh, best love on them as well? Coming right back, 88843 Bridge. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-949-4010. 800-949-4010. That's 800-949-4010. What happens when an abortion-minded woman hears her baby's heartbeat on an ultrasound? More than anything, I guess, is what helped me say I cannot get rid of this baby. I saw the heartbeat that touched me strong. My whole attitude about my decision changed, and really once I left the clinic is when I knew that I'm keeping this baby. Will you stand in the gap for an abortion-minded woman? The Ministry of Preborn saves babies' lives through ultrasound. By letting a mother hear her baby's heartbeat and see her baby in her womb, she will choose life 80% of the time. For $140, you can save five babies' lives. And right now, through a match, your gift is double. All gifts are tax-deductible, and 100% of your gift goes to saving babies. To donate, dial pound 250 and say keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. You can also donate online at wava.com. Keyword baby. Interested in trading as a way to generate extra monthly income? Listen up. Before you sign up for some garbage program or awkward in-person seminar, you really need to hear about the online trader program that everyone's talking about. This is the program that allows you to get your account funded with someone else's money. That's right. Apiary Fund will gladly put up to $100,000 of their money into your trading account. And the best part? You get to keep 85% of the profits without putting in a dime of your own money. Apiary Fund and this program program are growing like crazy. As a special offer, Apiary Fund is allowing our listeners to get started for free. Just call 800-959-4526 and leave us your email address and we will send you all the exciting details of how to trade Apiary Fund's money and not your own. Call 800-959-4526 and leave your email address on the voicemail. Your free report will be sent right away. 800-959-45 Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with
with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. Enjoy the show. Building bridges outside our political bubbles. We're trying to understand the difference between liberals and conservatives, and we've got uh, Arlie Russell Hochschild, the author of a book, Strangers in Their Own Land, with us on uh, air today for just a few more minutes. She's been explaining what life in Louisiana was like. She left Berkeley, California, went there to research so she could learn uh, outside of her liberal political bubble what those in a political conservative bubble are thinking and feeling. Uh, in the first half hour, she talked about the, the feelings of standing in line and watching everyone cut in front of you, having a, a president of color wave at the people who've cut in front of you, and then having the, the rich and the educated reach back and kind of uh, look at you as if you're uneducated. And so, um, Arlie Russell Hochschild, how then uh, do we help uh, this group? Because clearly, um, then you have a Donald Trump seeing them, speaking right. to them, and that right. must feel like oxygen to their lungs. Exactly. You know, I went to a, uh, a primary rally in New Orleans where Donald Trump came, you know, out of the sky in his Trump plane, and there was red, white, and blue, you know, strobe lights going around, Elton John music, and people were just thrilled. And I felt like I'd spent five years studying the dry kindling and now I saw the match that mm. out of the sky came someone who offered to rescue them from mm. their state of stagnation and decline and non-recognition oh. and ignominy. And um, he might be flawed, he might be vulnerable, but they took him as a, a rescuer. And that? actually, the occasion itself kind of showed them. I was in this bus and could uh, hear people talking. Look how many of us there, there are. are. So and I'm not alone. Right, right. I'm not alone. Wow. And, and Dr. John Perkins, uh, sort of legendary bridge builder from Mississippi, says that he's a black man uh, working on racial reconciliation, said that mm -hmm. his biggest regret, now he's in his mid-80s, his biggest regret is that he didn't mo do more for poor whites. Yeah. Wow. Like, in, wow. like you know, uh, that's pretty amazing. Right. But he's saying just like blacks may have been victims, poor whites were victims used by richer whites to kind of help uh, to exact racism uh, without getting their hands dirty. And so you had these that's two right. groups fighting uh, for the for, against yeah. one another. But at least it was one other group that they could kind of dump on. But yet they weren't doing great themselves either. That's exactly right. And how much benefit could come from reaching out and saying, hey, we're in the same fix here. Right. Um, you know, or if it's not exactly the same fix, it's, um, it's uh, there's reason to cooperate. Yeah, let me yeah. see if I can get a quick call in before our next break. Sig is on the line from Alexandria, Virginia. Sig, uh, welcome. What's your comment or question quickly, please? done uh, on the ground in Louisiana. Yes. And I'd like Thank to commend you. you, Anderson, for having her on this program. Thanks, Sig. Uh, <laughs> I think the truest thing that uh, you have said uh, is it's complex, complicated. Complicated. Uh, right. Many variables. Uh, right. Now, there are some underlying uh, factors that uh, historians as late as uh, three years ago, uh, Dr. Drew Douglas, have said that we've had a major change in the 
relief of Americans since 1860, and that this a dramatic ink, uh, change occurred, a big uptick in the 1960s, and then ever since then, and that now we have a divide where we have a fairly small percentage of true followers of Jesus Christ, uh, and then we have the government, which is now the current majority one, which I'm entitled. And But uh, unfortunately, what I discovered personally is that there's a huge difference between government saying, I'm going to take care of you, versus me going to take care of a needy person. Mm-hmm. And I've had this experience, not in Louisiana, but in New York City, uh, mm-hmm. when the lady said, I'm hungry, she was about 70, and it was a cold winter night, and I said, I had, time I had a chip on my shoulder, and, oh, we have a welfare department. Well, uh-huh. I had the money. They tell me, come next Thursday at 10 o'clock, and I don't have the money for the subway, and I'm just living on my half of my husband's, uh, 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 my, my passed-away Social husband. security. Right, security. right. And the, the, the help, the government's helper does not come to the needy person. Right. The government's helper has a nice job. Right, right. Oh, oh. Yeah. What a great distinction. Hey, hey Sig, I got to jump in there because I know I got a break coming, and I got to say right. I got to say goodbye to uh, to Arlie Russell Hochschild. But what a great distinction between what the government can do for people and what people can do for people. In your mm-hmm. final comments here, uh, Ms. Hochschild, what do you want people to get out of 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 your book and from the research you've done? Well, I want them to get a feeling that it's really possible to cross the bridge, to stand in the shoes of a person you may have real differences from, to to really uh, take them as your friend. Mm. And um, I think the whole country needs to cross this bridge, that we are becoming more and more divided, and we need an, and I think in motion today is an equal and opposite movement, a people-to-people movement. If you check out the Bridge Alliance, it mentioned 70 different organizations. I'm part of one called Living Room Conversations, mm. where you get left and right together to find common ground. That's what I'd like people to get. Well, I love it. I hope people pick up your book. Thank you so much for being with us. That's Miss Hoke Shield. Get her book, Strangers in Their Own Land. Take care now. Nothing is more classy on a well-dressed man than a nice pair of shoes to complete the stylish look. Whether you want a pair of custom-made shoes or simply want to repair those well-worn shoes you've always loved, Joe Stern from Cobbler's Bench is the man to see. Cobbler's Bench shoe repair shops are located all around the nation's capital. Check out a location near you at cobblersbenchshoerepair.com. Cobbler's Bench shoe repair repairs all leather items and shoes. In bookstores now, Gracism, the art of inclusion. What if you take a negative word like racism and a positive word like grace and blend them together? Then you have Gracism. 
The focus is on the positive both when it comes to ministry and life so that we can all reach the worthy vision God has laid out for us. There is no doubt that author Dr. David Anderson believes that through the movement of the Holy Spirit and by following the seven sayings of a gracist, we all have the capacity to become gracists ourselves. This book is a must-read for anyone who wishes for the extension of favor on their lives and the lives of everyone they encounter. Gracism, the Art of Inclusion is published by InterVarsity Press and can be purchased at your local bookstore, Amazon.com, or going to Andersonspeaks.com. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his brand new public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. It's another great way for you to connect and follow the good doc. Have you been hurt, cheated on, lied to, or unfairly treated by others? Do you have a difficult time forgiving others or extending grace? Then you have to purchase my brand new book, I For Grace You. In bookstores now and on Amazon.com, I For Grace You, doing good to those who've hurt you. You will be freed from anger, bitterness, resentment, and guilt. I For Grace You by Dr. David Anderson. That's me. Go to Amazon.com. I For Grace You. Get freed up today. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. Enjoy the show. And we're back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I had as my guest earlier in the show, Arlie Russell Hoke Shield. She wrote a book called Strangers in Our Own Land. She's gone now, had to leave, but I want to know if you... Uh, listen to the interview, what you thought about it, and uh, what are your thoughts about what uh, she learned? I thought it was very interesting as we try to understand liberals and conservatives. Here's a liberal, uh, educated uh, Berkeley, California woman who goes to live among uh, the very conservative uh, group of people in Louisiana, the second poorest state in the, in the Union. Uh, second only to Mississippi, and she found, and this is very interesting, maybe you hadn't thought about the red state paradox, but this idea of the, the poor state which receives the most uh, federal aid uh, has the highest uh, health problems, the worst pollution, and so on and so forth, uh, and yet uh, are the reddest of states voting for uh, not only Donald Trump but for uh, the Republicans, uh, and of course, uh, as y'all know, I'm not Democrat or Republican. I'm independent. I can go either way on this. But I feel like it's quite interesting that she moved from this sort of liberal bubble, realizing the privilege and all that there, to this uh, Republican uh, conservative bubble. And you would think, uh, well, maybe they're the rich state. Maybe they they are all, you know all rich like uh, you know Mitt Romney and Donald Trump. But it's not. It's the exact opposite. And so that paradox is quite interesting. I've often said that comprehension begins with conversation, and she did just that, and we need to continue to do that to help understand each other. My number in studio, if you want to talk to me about uh, the interview or about the concept, 888-432-7434. We have 15 minutes together, so it's worth a conversation. Get in where you fit in. My phone lines are now open, so grab one while you can, Uh, 888-43-BRIDGE. And uh, would you be willing to do that? Would you be willing to leave your conservative bubble and go live in a liberal bubble? Or would you be willing to leave your liberal bubble and go live in a conservative bubble uh, for a period of time or at least have conversations regularly with people 
who are of a different political, maybe even spiritual view than you or economic view than you to try to learn and be empathetic and uh, try not to convince, but to feel the feelings of the deep story, as she called it, uh, the deeper feeling, whether it's uh, based on fact or not. And I loved her analogy of the line. So you have these poor whites who are in the back of the line, and then they see blacks cut in, right? This is their perception with affirmative action. Then they see uh, women cut in that should be male jobs uh, in sports and everything else. And then they see immigrants cut in, right? Uh, and then you have a black president that she says, then it's like he waves at those that cut in. And then you have those at the top of the line, at the front of the line, who are these educated liberals who look down on you, and you've been stagnant in the back of the line, and no change has happened for years. You can only imagine uh, the, the anger. And that's why the subtitle of her book, by the way, is Anger and Mourning on the American Right. The title of the book is Strangers in Their Own Land. Love to know what you think about the concept as well as the interview. My number is 888-432-7434. All right, let's go to Washington, D.C. and speak with Edith, who's on the line. Hi, Edith. Welcome to the show. How are you? Edith, are you there? Going once, going twice. Some reason I'm not getting you, Edith. Uh, let's see. Uh, hold on for a second. Let's see if we can get you. I'm sure you're coming up to me. All right, so here is my number for uh, the others of you who are calling. Uh, 888-432-7434. Let's go one more time, see if we can get Edith on the line. Edith, are you there? Nope, it looks like I missed you. Maybe a technical difficulty. But my other lines are open, so if you want to call me, 888-43-BRIDGE. That's 888-432-7434. Love to know your thoughts on this. Uh, building a bridge between liberals and conservatives, what would you call yourself? Would you call yourself a liberal? Uh, would you call yourself a conservative or would you be more like me? You know, I feel like I'm uh, theologically uh, conservative, uh, far more to the right theologically. But then when it comes to some of the social issues, I lean more left uh, when it comes to the issues of culture and uh, some of the social issues. When it comes to morality, I'm more to the right. Uh, when, when it comes to public assistance, uh, maybe a, a little bit more to the to the to the left. What about you? When it comes to business, uh, you know, I am more to the left, believe it or not, um, even though it hurts me when I have to pay so much, for instance, for uh, my employees, for their benefits, for because of what business, you know, I have to pay it. It's going to come. I got to pay it. But because on the personal side, I'd much rather people uh, have health insurance, even if it costs my business, than not to have health insurance. You know, but that's I think that's more like the pastoral, you know, personal side of me. So I'm kind of all mixed up there. I'm kind of in the middle of the seesaw going right or left, depending on what the issue is. What about yourself? 888-432-7434. Let's see if our phone lines are working now. We'll go to Arlington, Virginia, see if Marcel is there. Hi, Marcel. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you fine. Thanks. Excellent. You made it. Okay. What are you thinking? So, you know, I've, I've heard your program in, in the past, and I also appreciate the fact that you normally don't take, you know, party lines uh, distinctly on, on different subjects, which is something that I tend to do. I tend to be very conservative in some areas on social issues right. because I'm a born-again <laughs> Christian, but yeah. 
but there's some other areas where you know I, I'm I'm not as uh, you know uh, kind of a uh, on the fiscal side. A lot of the things you know I think as Christians we need to be compassionate, and there has right. to be that right. blend of compassion and conservatism. But one of the, one of the things that you were talking about in, in the ladies' book mentions, and, and I think the narrative has been all a lot about the conservative whites, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I think that that's not necessarily true. You know, I, I, I think, and, and something that I, I talk to my, my, my friends about, I'm originally from South America. I'm a Hispanic American. Right. Uh, I tend to be very conservative. My whole family's conservative. Uh-huh. And every country has actual liberals and conservatives. Right. So it's not something that's a white thing or a yeah. black thing or Hispanic thing. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the liberals sort of try to group. They do this, oh, you, you're a little brown. You must be one of us. I'm right, like, right, right. Slow down there. I, I have... I am not one of you. I, yeah. I am completely in disagreement with all these things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think a lot of the the news articles always mention the evangelical whites and this yeah. and that. And if you look at the in the D.C. area, uh, most evangelical churches are Hispanic, Asian. Uh, you know, there are white ones too, but but, yeah, but yeah. most of the evangelicals in our area are a mix of races and. Many of us are very conservative and very yeah. compassionate about it. So, well, especially about uh, the fam- I think, I think, uh, especially about the families too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Hispanic families are very, believe it or not, very, uh, very conservative. You got a lot of conservative blacks as well, but the the numbers are overwhelming when it comes to whites, especially white. I mean, like white evangelicals, like eighty percent of uh, white evangelicals voted uh, Republican for Trump and still are happy about about him. That, and that's not a judgment. It's just th- those are the those are the facts. And you do have a large number, uh, a much more of a majority, I think, Marcel, tell me if, if you think I'm wrong, a much more larger majority of Hispanics and blacks that are less conservative in their politics. But I feel like they're more conservative in their in their faith and theology. But, but what do you think? Do you think I'm on or off on that one? Well, well I think they, they oftentimes have to disregard their core value system to sort yeah. of feel that they will gain something from, you know, more of the liberal, uh, you know, policies, if you will. Right. You know, Health care, obviously, is, is a big yeah. one. Uh, and that's you know, a big and, struggle, and right? That are, that's like that a, are provided. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so, so you're, in, you're struggling with that consistently. And at, at the end of the game, you sort of have to weigh the balance. What are more important? What's more important, you know, the moral sometimes when I yeah, do, or the, the moral or yeah. the spiritual beliefs over maybe some of the social I'm sorry I had to cut in there, Marcel, my brother, because I've got to run to this break, but I appreciate the conversation, the phone call. I'm, I'm going to come back in three minutes, and I'll have time to take one or two more. I'll be right back. Here's some great news. If you miss the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you signed up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program that's been around for 25 years, and they have hundreds of thousands of members all across the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $1 billion of each other's medical bills. Best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is about 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money. Think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have a lot to offer? Well, 
Think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. Here's the number to find out more, and there's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Hi, Don Crow here for Mission Preborn. Can you really think of anything more exciting or more important than helping save the life and destiny of an unborn child? Well, that's what our campaign with Mission Preborn is really all about, saving the lives of as many unborn babies as we possibly can, as quickly as we can, through the amazing power of an ultrasound. Your gift of $28 provides a free ultrasound to an expectant mother through a local crisis pregnancy center. And a gift of $140 provides five ultrasounds, $280 provides 10, $560 provides 20 ultrasounds, $700 provides 25, and yes, a generous gift of $1,400 to Mission Preborn will provide 50, count them, 50 life-saving ultrasounds to expectant moms. So I hope you'll pick your phone up right now, dial pound 250 and say baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. Or donate online at WAVA.com. It's a new year and you're probably thinking to yourself, I need to lose weight. Hi, I'm Steve Reynolds, pastor of Capital Baptist Church, and I can help you lose weight. I've lost over 100 pounds, and now I want to help you to lose weight through our Losing to Live weight loss competition. Sign up today by calling 703-560-8677. That's 703-560-8677 or online at CapitalBaptist.org. That's CapitalBaptist.org. The next Losing to Live weight loss seminar begins Sunday, January 28th. Your car has some impressive technology, direct fuel injection, GPS navigation, even seat warmers. And at Rainex, we think your wiper blades should too. While traditional wiper blades can cause streaking from uneven pressure points, Rainex's contoured blades hug your windshield, maintaining an even pressure distribution from end to end and providing a clean, smooth wipe. Don't settle for less. Pick up a pair of Rainex blades today. Find Rainex premium wiper blades at your nearest trusted retailer. Rainex, outsmart the elements. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. Enjoy the show. And we're back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're about to land the plane, but not yet, as we're building these bridges between liberals and conservatives, trying to understand the differences. Uh, my uh, author uh, that was my guest earlier is gone now, but uh, I still have her book up here on Facebook to see it. Uh, strangers in their own land it's a book probably you want to read of her experience as she was trying to get out of her liberal political bubble and get into another political bubble where she could learn and feel the empathy uh, with empathy uh what others were thinking uh the author's name is arlie russell Hochschild. okay let's see if i can get a couple more in let's go to nick nick is in fort belvoir virginia hi nick welcome to the show my friend how are you Hi, thanks, Dr. Anderson. My um, pleasure. I like to look at the Bible when it comes to a lot of things, and one of the mm. things I think in there is, you know, if the world celebrates you, yeah. you're popping the right <laughs> way. Um, it doesn't mean that if the world's not celebrating that you're not doing it the right way. Sure. But uh, one thing I was going to mention, when I have discussions with atheists and secular people, mm-hmm. they crow about the fact that, you know, the United States is becoming more secular and less Christian. Right. And my big question then is, is the world becoming better? Mm. I'd say it's not becoming better. So, ah, good. Um, that's, that's a good way to look at it. Just because you're becoming freer or uh, more liberated, uh, st- how, how is the world becoming better? 
Uh, that's a that's actually a good way of of putting. I hadn't quite thought about it like that. Thanks for sharing that, Nick. Okay, yeah, you. good thinking. Elizabeth's in Alexandria, Virginia. Let's go there. Hi, Elizabeth. Dr. Anderson here. I got about a minute left, but I want to hear from you. What are you thinking? Oh my goodness! I am so delighted with uh, the title of the the book. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to be honest; I wasn't able to concentrate much on everything that was being said because I'm going through a personal trauma today. Mm, sorry. But, um, I it's um, I don't even know where to start. Uh, the uh, I happen to be white, and I go to black church, mm. so uh, that's where I find more more love for mm. some reason. Mm. Um, maybe they they've been through so many things. Uh, that they understand more about that, perhaps, because I've been through many things. So. Hmm. Um, yes, so I, I hope you bring this topic back up. And um, Yeah, I think I, I am. Think, I think I am. I, I hope so. I think I when hope I have so. time, Elizabeth, I'm going to uh, – I'd like to get the author back. You know, she's got, she's got deep waters yes. there. She doesn't speak really quickly, but she has so much uh, in her that yes. I feel like I need more than one radio hour I with agree. a bunch of commercials to – to pull out that good that goodness. So oh, absolutely, because I certainly haven't heard much about this subject because I do feel a bit like a stranger in a strange land myself. Yeah. And, uh, perhaps I, I'm, I'm a little older, but I feel younger. I'm from the '60s, you know, and I'm, part of that hasn't died in me. Not rebellion, but the, yeah. the fun and, <laughs> and that sort of thing. Well, you're not um, too old. You're not too old to have that fun. Unfortunately, I've got to run because my fun's almost over. I've got to end the show now. But thank you so much for listening and for all of you. If you want to go back and get more on this show, remember, just go to my Facebook Live page. It's my public page, at Anderson Speaks, and you can watch the show, listen to it again as, as much as you want. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, thank you for the show today. Thank you, Lord, that we're not defined by Republican or Democrat, liberal or conservative, but as your children. And while we may have different feelings and thoughts and opinions, might we... Uh, filter everything through your word, Lord. For it is in your name we pray together. Everyone said, amen and amen. to love one another.